Hello, welcome to the BT360 podcast, What's Up in Business Travel, a weekly podcast where we update you on what's up this week in the world of business travel. This podcast is great for those who need to know what's happening all in less than 15 minutes. My name is Ash. Let's get started. It is Monday, July 18th, and we have completed week 28 of 2022. As a reminder, we've released our June 2022 Insights Report, The Numbers Tell the Story. This is a recap of how the travel industry performed last month. This report is not an opinion piece, but is based only on the facts through numbers released by the Airline Reporting Corporation. We look at their data, and we provide the analysis to you in a simple and easy-to-understand manner. You can access this by visiting businesstravel360.com. Now, let's get to the headlines. Alaska Airlines is taking a moment to thank each employee for their relentless commitment to caring for their guests for 90-plus years and growing, giving them 90,000 miles to fly anywhere in the world. The great thing about miles is that they never expire, offer flexibility to travel not just on Alaska Airlines, but also on one-world partners like British Airways, Qantas, Qatar, Finnair, and others. Travel awards begin just at 5,000 miles and can be used to book first-class tickets, stay at a relaxing hotel, get tickets to anticipated events, and so, so much more. London's Heathrow Airport has imposed daily capacity caps of 100,000 passengers through September 11. The Heathrow CEO wrote in a statement citing labor shortages, among other challenges. He further asked airline partners to stop selling summer tickets to limit the impact on customers. Heathrow is not the only European airport with difficulties in servicing a strong demand for air travel this summer and imposing passenger limits. Amsterdam Airport in mid-June announced that the maximum number of departing passengers it could handle for July and August would vary by day and can go up to 67,000 passengers on the busiest days in July and up to 72,000 in August. The cap at Heathrow comes after Lufthansa and KLM each announced short-term restricted sales of tickets in an effort to reduce the number of cancellations and delays that have plagued not just those airlines, but the industry overall. Planes have been packed to pre-pandemic levels this summer, and that is letting the airlines take in enough money to cover higher fuel costs. Delta Airlines said it has earned $735 million in the second quarter, Earnings fell short of Wall Street expectations, and the airline blamed high fuel prices and more than 4,000 flights canceled in May and June. Shares of American Airlines increased 10% after the airline said it expects to post a pre-tax profit for the second quarter. The airline said it will earn $585 million in pre-tax income for May and June. American Airlines reiterated that the revenue will be 12% higher than in the same quarter in 2019. The cost of air travel continues to rise across Europe and North America, with data from airfare benchmark administrator Skytra indicating transatlantic airfares have surpassed pre-pandemic levels in June. Rising fuel charges and surge in post-pandemic travel has also increased demand and prices for intra-Europe flights. The company's June data, which reflects the wholesale price of economy class air ticket, excluded business class, showed that the cost of flights in Europe have increased in May and June. And now in news relating to changes in travel due to the pandemic. 
All five boroughs of New York City are back in the CDC's high risk for COVID community spread as of the agency's Friday update. That means face masks are recommended for everyone indoors and in public settings regardless of vaccination status. It comes as the neighborhoods in Manhattan and Queens are seeing 25% positivity rates. City health officials renewed their indoor mask advisory on Friday in light of the updated COVID data. As of Friday, more than one-fifth of all U.S. counties, 667 total, are designated high-risk for community spread by the CDC, an increase of 70% in the last two weeks. The Bahamas will eliminate the pre-entry COVID test for vaccinated travelers arriving in the country, effective June 19th. Valid proof of vaccination must be presented before boarding a flight to the Bahamas on or after that date. In addition, the requirement for a Bahamas travel health visa to enter the country will be dropped for all travelers, effective June 19th. A national mask mandate remains in place in certain indoor settings at the discretion of the business establishment. After a brief pause, Canada will restart random COVID-19 testing for vaccinated travelers at its airports. The protocol has been paused since June 11th in order to deal with some of the travel delays and disruptions that have been causing issues since the start of the summer travel season. However, it will resume at Canada's four major airports, Vancouver, Calgary, Montreal, and Toronto. The actual testing will be different than it was prior to the pause. Instead of testing directly outside the customs hall, all testing will be completed away from the airport either via an in-person appointment or at select locations or a virtual appointment with a self-swab test. Fully vaccinated travelers will receive an email notification within 15 minutes of completing the customs form at the airport, alerting them if they have been randomly selected for mandatory testing. The email will contain information on getting a test scheduled. Twenty twenty two will be filled with news of mergers and new partnerships. Regional Express has just announced the finalization of a purchase and sale agreement to acquire one hundred percent of National Jet Express. The purchase price is about forty eight million dollars. After expecting a strong growth in Australia, the acquisition positions the Rex Group to participate in this booming sector. This is according to the airline's executive chairman, Lim Kim Hai. The National Jet Express fleet comprises of almost 15 jets. Mass Transit Technology Specialist Swivel plans to acquire shared mobility platform Urbvan Mobility for an undisclosed sum. Mexico-based Urbvan provides tech-enabled transportation services, and the acquisition will accelerate Swivel's goal of providing smarter and more affordable mass transport for all. Urbvan, founded in 2016, operates in 18 cities across Mexico, providing urban and intercity transportation, as well as rides for private organizations and private on-demand services. The acquisition, which will be Swivel's sixth in the past year, is expected to close in the third quarter of 2022. Travel Edge and host agency Travel Edge Network have officially joined Ensemble Travel Group. The two share the same parent company, Navigator Group, after Ensemble's shareholders approved the acquisition by Navigator in May. The acquisition closed in June. Travel Edge is a retail agency with an in-house team and is also home to the host agency Travel Edge Network. Ensemble pointed to a number of benefits for Travel Edge members, including supplier partnerships, live events, and marketing. Air Canada and Emirates have agreed to a strategic partnership which will include a code share arrangement. The two airlines said in a statement that they plan to start their code share relationship on key flights later this year, as well as establishing reciprocal frequent flyer benefits and airport lounge access. 
Further details of the partnership and specific co-chair routes will be announced when finalized. They will also be subject to receiving regulatory approvals. Rail distribution specialist Trainline has signed a long-term extension and expansion with its partnership with UK-based TMC, Agito. The deal between Travelline Partner Solutions and Agito, formerly known as Capita Travel and Events before last year's rebrand, will allow the TMC to offer customer split-ticket rail bookings through Trainline's Platform One portal for UK trips. Both companies have also agreed to share insights under a strategic partnership, which will include supporting the shift towards rail travel to boost sustainability. And now in news relating to the return to travel. Saudi Arabia said it will open its airspace to all airlines, paving the way for more overflights to and from Israel in a decision welcomed by U.S. President Joe Biden. The Saudi General Authority of Civil Aviation said that the country's airspace is now open to all airlines that meet its requirements for overflights, in line with international conventions that say there should be no discrimination between civil aircraft. The decision will complement the efforts aimed at consolidating the kingdom's position as a global hub connecting three continents and to enhance international air connectivity, according to GACA. Bypassing Saudi Arabian airspace has added to flight times and increased fuel burn. Cayman Airways will launch weekly service from Los Angeles to Grand Cayman on November 5th, becoming the only airline flying nonstop between the points. The airline will use a 160-seat Boeing 737 MAX 8 aircraft on the route. Cayman Islands Tourism Minister told the Cayman News Service that the new route will be a game-changer for the destinations as it will open up western U.S., making it easier for travelers from Los Angeles as well as San Francisco, Seattle, and beyond to travel. Los Angeles becomes the fifth U.S. city to be served by Cayman Airways, joining Denver, Miami, New York, and Tampa. The Scandinavian Airlines pilot strike, one of many events expected to have a major impact on European travel this summer, reached its 11th day. Talks between the pilots' union, which is striking over wage issues, and Scandinavian Airlines continued, and Reuters reported that a mediator called the talks constructive. On Thursday, SAS canceled another 240 flights, affecting over 270,000 passengers. According to SAS, the strike is costing the airline more than $12 million per day and more than $122 million since the start. Getting a U.S. passport renewed still takes longer than it did pre-pandemic, but wait times have improved since the worst of the pandemic is now past. According to the spokesperson, passports are now being issued within 8 to 11 weeks for routine service and as little as 5 to 7 weeks for expedited service. The turnaround time is longer than it was in 2019 when the State Department increased the typical processing time of four to six weeks to five to seven weeks, but it is still a major improvement over what some travelers experienced over the last two years. Dallas-based Southwest Airlines has been on a hiring spree and has replaced almost all employees lost during the pandemic. The latest U.S. Bureau of Transportation statistics revealed that the difference in employee numbers at Southwest when it came to pandemic and at the start of 2022 summer was less than 70 people. The U.S. Bureau of Transportation Statistics revealed that Southwest Airlines had 62,040 people on its payroll in May compared to 60,081 in March 2020. Twelve months ago, Southwest Airlines employed 53,197 people, indicating that the airline has hired nearly 9,000 people since then. Earlier this year, Southwest then-new CEO Bob Jordan repeatedly said replacing those employees was a top priority. (laughs) 
And now in some technology news. Finair later this year will begin to distribute NDC content via both Sabre and Amadeus's global distribution systems. In an extended distribution agreement with Amadeus, Finair will begin distributing NDC source content through the Amadeus travel platform, including full integration to Amadeus's travel APIs and Amadeus's Citric corporate booking tool. The airline has already struck an IT agreement with Amadeus in 2019 that made it the driving airline to integrate Amadeus's Altia NDC application programming with the Amadeus travel platform. While Finair will still be making content available through traditional channels as it expands NDC, the airline plans to sunset Edifact distribution and distribute its content and fares exclusively through NDC by the end of 2025. The Lufthansa Group of Airlines is making another change to its GDS surcharge for travel agents. In a message to its partners on Tuesday, Lufthansa said that its group of airlines, Austrian, Brussels, Lufthansa, Swiss, will be adjusting the DCC or distribution cost charge starting in September. The DCC will go from $21 per ticket to somewhere between $18.50 per booking to $24 per booking, depending on which GDS the agents are using. $18.50 for bookings in the GDS of Amadeus and $20.50 for bookings in the GDS by Sabre. The $24 for bookings in the GDS travel port, including Galileo, Apollo, and Worldspan. The fee was first introduced in 2015 and was originally around 16 euros. It was non-refundable, non-commissionable that provoked a substantial backlash from the industry. Lufthansa at the time said that the move was made in order to secure freedom in distribution. Finair has partnered with travel content aggregator TP Connects to power a booking portal that distributes the airline's NDC content to travel agencies. The portal, the Finair Agency Sales Tool, gives agents access to NDC content including ancillaries and personalized exclusive offers via a user-friendly platform without any technical integration work, booking or service fees. The portal also lets agencies bypass the $12 euro one-way surcharge that Finair implemented for traditional GDS bookings. With that, thank you for joining us and I would like to ask you to tune in again next week on Monday morning to get your weekly update. We hope that you will make this a regular part of your week and listen in while you're on the move or sitting back and sipping your coffee. You can subscribe to this podcast by searching Business Travel 360 on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart or Pandora. Be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know so that they can also benefit from getting to know more about what's up in business travel. You can always find more information on businesstravel360.com. Have a great day and travel well.